I'm a liar. I say things, but they're not necessarily true. On episode 28, I talked about the importance of winterizing your house and preparing for the cold, including ordering your firewood. We've ordered from many different services over the years. Each one had a similar pattern. The firewood would get delivered in apple crates and dumped in the driveway, or simply dumped in the driveway into a huge, messy pile. Each time we'd ask the delivery service very nicely, could you please stack the wood? But the answer was always, no, we don't stack. Yeah, even for extra money. Stacking firewood is more effort than you think. First, there's the stalling on doing it. Are you going to start, I asked Brian? And he'd be like, yeah, later, but go ahead, start without me. Oh, I'd say back, sure, I will, right after I run some errands and walk Nora. Then once you do get going, it's the physical effort of ferrying handfuls of wood from the giant pile of wood in the driveway to the back of the garage and trying to stack it in a way that you'll be able to reach later and won't tumble over. This can take hours, and if you tire easily like I do, days. One year, we ordered four quarts of wood, which is like a landfill size, and it took two weekends. Probably like you, I ferry and stack wood listening to Broadway musicals. Last year, it took me two full playthroughs of Hamilton, one of Dear Evan Hansen, one of Falsettos, a classic, and most of a chorus line to get it all neatly stacked in the garage. This year, we tried a new service that Brian had found, Hardwood Brothers. On Thursday, Brian reminded me it was delivery day, so I got that pit in my stomach about all the stacking I'd need to do on Friday or Saturday. So on Thursday, around midday, I saw the truck pull up, and I buried myself in a conference call, trying not to think about it. But then after about 45 minutes, I got a text from Brian, which caused me to sneak away from the call and run to the garage. There, in the back of the garage, was the most beautiful piece of art. Several hundred pieces of wood stacked oh so neatly, interestingly facing in towards the wall than my usual sloppy horizontal direction, inward. They were like a puzzle all put together, or maybe a Jenga game perfectly organized and ready to begin to play. There was even more space than usual. Pointing the firewood sticks inward looked better and was more efficient. I just couldn't believe the new world we were in. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is Cityit, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. Episode 54, Fall Forward. In the country, seasons drive what changes look like, like nowhere else. The elements of sun, wind, rain, and of course temperature shape what you feel, see, and think about. The cycle is predictable in many ways. Four seasons, the sequence of planting seeds, shifting from pots to soil, water, and eventual bloom. What's fresh? What's frozen? When to reorder wood for winter, clean your fireplace, and clear your gutters. Don't forget to do that. What I want to talk about, though, is not the seasonal preparations that I've talked about before, but what it means to plant seeds for later. The idea of rebirth, of reinvention. Fall is a season of things dying to be reborn. What struck me recently are a couple things all at once. Brian shutting down the garden, but talking about what he wants to see in the spring. Putting bulbs in the grounds for daffodils, crocuses. We can see it all around us. Local businesses closing and reopening. The way Francesco Michel closed Mercado after 12 years of delicious Tuscan success, and then reopened Giabata, which is different and just as amazing. Jake and Jesse closed their famous coffee shop in Tivoli and now have Petal Creek Flower Farms. 
The orchard down the road has turned over its management again. They've added a new building, a corn maze, a bizarre SpongeBob character, a fence, a new logo, and to the complaints of many you pickers, they now charge per person when you come in to pick apples, peaches, plums, and berries. I'm allergic, so I don't care. I've watched a lot of people reinvent themselves in their careers or lifestyle, whether it was moving to the country during COVID or changing jobs because they had to. More than a few people have lost a partner or someone important in their life in the last few years, and that necessitates some reinvention. Many people have moved to new places, like here in the Hudson Valley, the Adirondacks, and Texas. Plus, I've gotten to know at least four different media efforts launching up here of different sorts. Radio Free Rhinecliffe, which just launched, Hudson TV, a video streaming platform focused on the Hudson Valley, the Red Hook Daily Catch, and the Mountains Magazine, coming out this winter. Recently, I was craving a bit of physical reinvention. I love working from home, but I wanted a change of pace and to be around more people. So now I'm working in the village two days a week, borrowing an office. I love it, including just walking down the street to get lunch at Village Pizza, stop in Annabelle's Bake Shop, or coffee at Taste Buds. I also joined the Hudson Valley Innovation Group. I mean, why not? And then sometimes change happens to you. After 10 years contributing to Forbes.com, they kicked me off the roster because, get this, my work touches marketing, and it might be seen as a conflict of interest. Yeah, that's a joke, but the same week, the Red Hook Daily Catch, our new local online paper, asked me to start a column. So Ask a City It, my new advice column, starts Friday, October 15th. It's free, and you sign up with just your email. The thing is, reinvention doesn't just really happen to you. You have to plant seeds for something you want to reboot. You have to plan ahead, put some work into it, meet people you might want to collaborate with later, maybe even some trial and error. I had to hunt around for an office that I could use for just two days a week. I had to reach out to have exploratory calls with people I didn't know. I had to experiment. All this led me to thinking about cooking, which led me to social media, where I stumbled across a new podcast that I think embodies for you planting seeds and experimenting like nothing else. Lindsay Shute, who I know from both National Young Farmers Coalition and from her and her husband's farm, Hardy Roots in Claremont, where we are members of the CSA. She and Michelle Hughes have a new podcast out called Cole Robbie a show in which they spend each episode talking with one chef and one farmer about growing and cooking a single ingredient. It's great getting the backstory on these ingredients and hearing people talk about what they do with them. The first episode is on spring onions. The second is on lamb. Yum. I know it's odd to talk about reinvention as the leaves start to change color, the days get shorter, and you start wanting to get more cozy, which feels the opposite of opening yourself up to change. I just think you have to plan those seeds for spring ahead of time if you want anything to bloom, so you better get working now. Robert Louis Stevenson put it nicely, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. To keep using the metaphor, the soil now is still warm and more moist than in the summer. There's still time before the paralyzing cold. Now is a good time to be creative. I'm looking into a ton of new ways to expand City It and keep it fresh. The content of the podcast, the editing, the people I want to meet. I'm thinking about original music, maybe even events. My brother-in-law suggested I ask every guest for their favorite secret place in the Hudson Valley, and we've done it on a few episodes already. I'll share one today. 
In the town of Livingston, just north of us, there's a road called Wire Road, just off what is known as the Blue Stores. It's a winding road that we love to take as a secret shortcut to Hudson. It's not really that it's faster, it's that it's incredibly beautiful and inspiring, passing farmhouses and fields. A few weeks ago were rows of sunflowers. There's always something new on Wire Road. We wouldn't have found it unless one day we had turned left. There's a lesson about when to change that I learned in my career. If you work in marketing, you might know the name of Bob Greenberg, who founded RGA, now a global ad agency famous for creativity and digital. I worked for Bob for a few years, and while I was there, he got a big Lifetime Achievement Award. So another creative director and I were asked to make a little mini documentary about his life to show at the awards ceremony. This was fun, since we got to interview many different people that he had worked with over the course of his career, including his mom in Florida. Well, one big thing that stuck out from everyone I spoke to is that Bob always reinvented his company when he was on top, because then is when you have the most options. If you wait, you have to change. Your back is against the wall. But if you do it when you're in a good place, you have more flexibility and it's more positive. People may think you're crazy, but you're not. Thanks for listening to City It, the award-winning podcast about the Hudson Valley and the love of it. Please rate and review City It in the Apple Podcast Store. It helps people find us, and you can still win a free City It trucker cap for doing so. Please sign up for the Red Hook Daily Catch and check out my new column, Ask a City It. Send me questions to answer at goats at cityit.com or on the City It social accounts. The leaves are changing, all sorts of crazy colors. If you're a leaf peeper, enjoy. Just please be careful of where you pull off the road to peep. I'm Matt Zucker in the ever-changing, beautiful, hard-scrabble Hudson Valley. Come visit. <laughs>